0: Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Especially to me. You know the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If the Lord is good to you, say so. Amen. You, say, to you say the Lord is good to me. The Lord is good to me. <laughs> the Lord is good to me. The Lord you continue is good to be good unto all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you. We'll leave your name on mm-hmm. I. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for such a time as this. Thank you for your love over us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, as we go into your word this morning, go with us. Amen. Speak unto us. Amen. Teach us. Amen. Let that be a divine release. Amen. Let your name alone be glorified. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I believe today is the, is it the seventh day of our prayer and fasting? Yes, sir. Yeah, we started on the 11th, which is Monday. So, uh, for those of us who are going through with the daily programs, uh, even for those who want to do the 30 days, whichever one, today is the seventh day of our prayer and fasting. And I believe it's been wonderful. Now, the emphasis of the first 21 days of this 63 days prayer and fasting is what? Anybody knows? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving thanksgiving and one of the things we have observed is for many of us giving thanks is not easy not because we don't want to give thanks but like by the time we give thanks for one or two things it's like the place is dry we can't think of what else to give thanks for and that's why today we are going to be talking on the topic i call thank god for the blessings amen thank god for what for the, for the blessings. Thank God for the blessings. And by the time we go through, I know we can't finish this today. We are going to continue on it next Sunday. By the time we are through, you see quite a number of things that you, as a child of God, when you go on your knees, when it's time to give thanks to God, that you can give thanks to God for, that God himself will be happy. That, yes, that is my son, that is my daughter. So let's open our Bibles to the of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 the Bible says blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ he had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ this verse is very very loaded we're going to take it in sequence and the Lord will help us through it in Jesus name Amen. the verse starts by saying blessed be the God and Father of of our lord jesus christ blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ we say thank god for what for the blessings so the first thing we want to take note of in this passage the first thing we want to thank god for is what i call the blessing of fatherhood the blessing of what There's a song we sing i have a father almighty father he is King, King of kings, kings and, and Lord of lords. I have a father. I have a father. I have a father. Have a father. Almighty Father. father. He, he is King of kings, kings and Lord of lords. Lord. I, I have a father. One more time. Oh, I, have I have a father. father. Almighty Father. He is king, king of kings and lord of lords i have a father so the blessing of fatherhood is you are thanking God that God is your father that God fathers for you and for me and brethren the god we are talking about is not like the earthly father yes so the earthly father can appear and do what disappear and disappear the earthly father can be. Now you see me, and what? And now you Don't see me see no me. more. Or like some of us, our fathers have been. They've been good and wonderful fathers. But what happens? They are no more. Mm. My dad departed when I was still in my, I mean, in my first year in the university. So I never really uh, ha- had much of him in my adult life. He's gone. One thing I'm, I, mean, I'm mm. glad about is I know he's what? He's going to be with the Lord. So, it's very important, it's very important, we are, that we thank God for the blessings of fatherhood. And under this topic, the blessing of fatherhood, I have seven points I want to highlight. I believe we are going to have enough time for these seven points. And if we don't, wherever we stop, and then we'll continue next week. But these are things we can give thanks for, and they're very important. Number one, a father is a source. Mm. A father is what? A source. S O U R c-e not (laughs) s-a-u-c-e so it's a source it's an origin it's an originator our father is what is the elohim the creator of heaven and earth so you can thank god you know like somebody has rightly said the bible says when god created us he gave us a will he gave us a choice between good and evil when God created us, he made us spirit, soul, and body. When The Bible says, when God had created man, he did what? He breathed into him. He gave him a spirit. And the man became a living being. We have a reasoning faculty. A faculty of accountability that the goat and the sheep do not have. So that you are a human being with God as your source. With the Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth, as your father, you need to give him thanks. You need to be able to wake up every day and say, Lord, I thank you that you are there for me. I thank you that you are my father. I thank you that you are a source that never runs dry. Amen. Do we understand that? Brethren, some rivers run dry. Is that not Yes, sir. Some, some rivers, I mean, when you go through the desert, you will see some places that they will say, maybe thousands of years ago, Maybe millions of years ago, they would say what? A river. Not another river. A large river passed through this place. But the river is gone. Because of changes. But God is not such a river. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God made us as our heavenly father. And he provided everything that we need before he made man. And that's very important. We say, thank God. Thank God because, I mean, for the blessing of fatherhood. Because God as your father is what? Is a source. And this is very important. The more, if you continue to thank God as father, a very simple prayer point. Father, I thank you that you are my source. Is that not so? Yes. Isn't that a wonderful prayer point? It is. You can pray it in the morning. You can pray it in the afternoon. You can pray it it when you have abundance. I can pray it when you do what? When you are lacking something. In fact, that's the best time to pray it. When you look at your bank account and it the 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 the, the overdraft limit is about exhausted you are about to get overdraft on overdraft just look at God and say what father I thank you you are my what my you are my source you are my source because before you created me you made provision for everything that I need that's what the Bible tells us when you look at the story of creation in Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says in verse 26 that God said, let us make man in our image. 26, Genesis 1, 26. And after our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. You already created fish of the sea. Over the fowl of the air, you already created the fowl of the air. Over the cattle, you already created the cattle. Over all the earth. Everything on the earth, he already created them. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. That's why you should tell our children they shouldn't be afraid of cockroaches. God created us to do what? To have dominion over everything. So verse 27 says, so God did what? God created man in his own image. in The image of God created him. Male and female created him. Before God made man, he had an intention. Now look at it. After God made man, verse 28, verse 28, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful. Amen. Tell somebody, I will be fruitful. I will be fruitful. And multiply. Tell somebody, I will multiply. I will multiply. And replenish the earth. Tell somebody, God is talking to me. God is talking to me. And subdue it. And then he went further. He said, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, every living thing that moves upon the earth. God had an intention before he created man. After he created man, he made sure that he emphasized that intention again. You remember, I believe it's Psalm 62 verse 10, right? That says, God has spoken once. How many times have I had it? Twice Twice have I had it. That what? Power belongs to God. God talked of an intention in verse 26. Then in verse 28, God began to make a pronouncement and say, what I plan to do, now I want to fulfill it. And that means, remember what, what, uh, what Joseph told, told Pharaoh. He said, oh, Pharaoh, the two dreams you've had, they are what? They are one. They are one. He said the dreams have been repeated twice. Why? Because the, 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 the time of actualization is what? It's imminent. It's imminent. So God intended for you to dominate. And look at verse 29. He said, Behold, I have given you every harp bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth. And every tree which is the fruit of the tree this seed. To you it shall be for what? For me. This is very important. God always thank God First Father, I thank you that you are my word. Nice. Somebody is not with me. Say, Father, I thank you that you are my word. Mm -hmm. Somebody who is watching online, type it there. Say, Father, I thank you that you are my source. It's a very important prayer point. And I hope every day that you wake up, you will give thanks to God Mm -hmm. because he is your source. He is your source. Genesis 1 verse 31 makes me to understand that God made you good. Tell somebody, God made me good. God made me good. That's very important. Because the Bible says, you see, after he created man, verse 31, says, God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was what? Very good. Very good. Very good. And the evening and the morning were the six days. No wonder when you go to Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19 from verse 4 to verse 6. Exodus chapter 19, verse 4 to verse 6. Tell somebody, I am very good. I am very good. As if you may say, I am very good. I am very good. You know, yeah. that's why when somebody asks you, oh, How are you doing? How do you feel? Don't just say fine. Mm. What do you say? I'm great. I'm fine. I'm great. <laughs> I'm very good. Yes. God is doing some glorious work in me. Ah. You know, like we normally say, I'm not moved by what I see. Mm. There's a song like that, right? Yes. Sir. But you can take it a step further and say, I'm not moved by what I feel. Mm. I am not determined by what I feel. I am very good. You are very good in Jesus' name. Exodus chapter 19 verse 4 to verse 6. He said, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. How I bear you on equal strings. and brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be, what? A peculiar treasure unto you. That's where I'm going. God is saying, I have brought you thus far. I've done everything to bring you to the level that you are. But there's something I want to make you. And what is that? A peculiar treasure. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. That's another prayer point for you. Thank you. You wake up in the morning and say, Father, I thank you. I'm a peculiar treasure. treasure. I am what? Somebody who is a peculiar treasure say, Father, Father, I thank you. you. I'm a peculiar treasure. Look at what he said. He said, Above all people. He said, For all the earth is mine. Look at verse 6. He said, you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Isn't that wonderful? Mm -hmm. He made you to be very good. He made up his mind that I've brought you thus far. If the enemies had their way, you would have died before you were born. Mm -hmm. Brethren, many children have been terminated in the womb. Who were coming to this world with glorious uh, destinies? But the enemy did not have their way, and the Lord is now saying, "You are my peculiar treasure." Amen. Why wouldn't you give him thanks for that? Hallelujah! Thank you. Jesus. I am a peculiar treasure. Amen. Now look at First Peter chapter two, verses nine and ten. You see the past. I mean, the, Peter was now repeating what God told the children of Israel in that Exodus chapter nineteen. Peter said, "But you are First Peter chapter two verses nine and ten. But you are a chosen generation." He said, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. That I am chosen. I am elected. I am not abandoned. He said, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a what? A peculiar people. How many peculiar people are in the house today? You are peculiar in Jesus' name. He said that you should show forth the presence of Him who had called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. You know, the passage where we, where we started, He said, Blessed be the God. That word, blessed, it's also interpreted as what? Praise be. Praise be. And look at this passage we just read here. He said, he has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That you should do what? You should, I mean, he said that you should show the praise of him. Who has called you? Out of darkness. So you are created to do what? To praise him. To praise him. When we say thank God for his blessings, you praise him. You praise him. You lift him because you are peculiar. Don't ever forget that. No matter what you are going through, remember that circumstances do not define you. Learn to rise above that situation and thank God because he's your source. Thank God because you are peculiar. Thank God because he said, my counsel for you shall do what? Shall stand. Shall stand. Number two, still under the topic that, I mean, we are thanking God because he's our father. He's not just our father. He's a father in heaven. And that's very important. He's what? He's a father in heaven. That tells you that the corruption of this world does not define our father. Is that not so? In fact, the Bible says that the devil is what? The prince of this world. But whatever ownership, whatever authority the devil has, because my father is my father in what? In heaven. The corruptions of this world do not taint him. No wonder. The Bible says this corruption shall put on what? Incorruption. This mortal shall put on what? Immortality. And when all this have happened, when the corruption has put on in corruption, when mortal has put on the immortality, then we are going to look back and say, Ah, oh death, where is your sting? Oh grave, where is your victory? The sting of death, the Bible tells us, is the grave. The sting of the flesh is sin. Then the Bible goes on to say, But thanks be unto God. Who does what? Who giveth us the victory? Tell somebody I am victorious. victorious. That's another reason to give thanks to God. Say, Lord, I thank you because I am what? I am victorious. I am victorious. When you wake up from that terrifying dream, you say, when you wake up and say, and tell, and tell tell God what? Say, Father, I thank you because I am what? I am victorious. By the blood of Jesus. Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 says, After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Why is God in heaven? Why is he in heaven? Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah 66 verses 1 and 2. Isaiah 66 verses 1 and 2. It says, Thus said the Lord, The heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me? where is the place for my rest heaven is what is his throne when the lord says heaven is his throne that means god is what is a king that is why his home is a throne far above all far above all when 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 stephen was preaching his message before the leaders of the land he made reference to that uh, to this to this passage again saying what house can you build for God? He has clearly declared, heaven is his throne. Heaven is his throne. In Acts chapter 7, from verse 48 to verse 49. Acts 7, 48 to 49. Now, heaven is his throne. But not only is heaven is throne, the Bible makes us to understand, us to understand that Jesus is seated with him there. Who is seated with him there? Jesus is seated with him there. When we go to Matthew 26-64, Matthew 26-64, you see Jesus giving their disciples an assurance. Matthew, 20, he said, nevertheless I say unto you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man, doing what? Sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the class of heaven. You will see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power. And brethren, it's not just sitting. He sits in majesty. He sits in victory. He sits in what? The Bible says he sits in victory far above all powers, all principalities, all distractions. Ephesians chapter 1, very important. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 20 to 22. Ephesians 1, 20 to 22. Ephesians 1, 20 to 22. The which he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That was Paul speaking. So, Christ is in the right hand of God in the heavenly places. Now, look at verse 21. Very important. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He is seated in the right hand. And of God far above all, and had put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. You see why you should give thanks to God? Jesus, whom the Bible calls a joint heir. That's what I believe Romans chapter 8 verse 17 says. He says we are joint heirs with him. Jesus is the firstborn. Every one of us, we are co-children with him, joint heirs with the Lord. And the Bible says, we are seated with him. We are seated with him in heavenly places, far above all principality, and power, and might, and dominion, and every name, every name. Remember what the Bible goes on to say? At the name of Jesus, what happens? Every knee shall bow of things in heaven, things on earth, things underneath the earth. You must give thanks to God every day because you are victorious. You must give thanks to God. Because you are in Jesus. You are where? In Jesus. In Jesus. Where the devil cannot touch you. Where the devil cannot harm you. Where the devil cannot do you any harm. Brethren, we must never forget. Tell somebody, don't forget. That the devil is just an angel. The devil is what? It's just an angel. I think many times we forget that fact. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus and Satan were never, and never, will never be, can never be on the same level. That's very important. No wonder the Bible says, he that is in me is what? Is greater than he that is in the world. That's very important. You must always give thanks. Always give thanks. Because victory is assured. Stephen saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God in his martyrdom. In Acts chapter 7, verse 55. Acts 7, verse 55. The Bible says, Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly unto heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing on the right hand of God. See, he cares about you. He cares about, cares about me. He cares about every one of us. In fact, apart from what he does, you should be able to wake up everyone and say, Lord, I thank you for Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Say, Lord, I do what? I thank you for Jesus. That's another prayer point. I thank you for Jesus. He didn't give up like many of us do. You want to, I mean, you're you prepared to go uh, to do something for a, to, a, to an extent. You do it halfway and say, well, Father, I have tried. If Jesus did not go to the cross, it would have been a failed testimony. But he went to the cross. The Bible says he gave up the ghost. He yielded himself. He released himself. And here's the testimony today. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Ephesians 2, 6. The Bible says, and had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So it's not only that our Father is in heaven, Jesus is in heaven. But because we are children of God and we are joint here with Jesus, the Bible says we are raised together with Him, and we sit together with Him in heavenly places. Remember we, the passage we read, Ephesians chapter 1, it says far above what? all principalities and powers. No wonder we are talking about the authority of the believer, the authority of the child of God. Where we are placed already, the, 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 the highest the devil can do is to nimble at our feet. That's what the Bible says. He tries. He's never tired. He's indefatigable. I hope that's correct English. The Bible says what does he do? He goes to and fro over the earth. But he will not get you in Jesus' name. I say he will not get you in Jesus' name. Number three, brethren, we must thank God for the blessings of forgiveness. Our Father forgives. Thank God for what? The blessing of forgiveness. Our Father forgives. Why won't you wake up All that thank you, because isn't that wonderful? Uh, I think it was I said it. Before he gave his life to Christ, he said he himself would not have saved himself. Do, do you understand that? And I'm sure many of us, if we look at our backgrounds, if we look at where we are coming from, and today we say, ah, you are a child of God. You say, ah, I had the choice. If there was an election, I wouldn't have chosen to save myself. Because I know what? The past that I had. But thank God. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do. I do them no more. There's a great change since I'm on again. Very important. We must thank God for the blessings of forgiveness. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, the Bible says, if you forgive men their trespasses, your Heavenly Father will also do what? will also forgive you. It does not matter the gravity of the offense of that man. So long as you are still alive. Some people don't have the the, the option of even saying, can I forgive or not? Because why? They are dead. Stephen was being killed. We're not talking about Jesus now. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And many of us say, ah, but that is Jesus. He's different. Stephen, before him, no Christian had been killed. But they stoned him to death and while they were stoning him he could still say father do what forgive them how much more about you that's why they were stoning him the person that offended you maybe 10 years ago 12 years he doesn't know where you are you don't even know where he is and yet you have refused to forgive him thank God for the blessing of forgiveness God has forgiven us so that we can do what so that we can do what forgive others forgive others forgive others we know the story in Matthew chapter 18 in verse 35 Jesus was speaking he says so likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if you from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses that's the story of the the young man when you go to verses 23 to 32 32, you see that young man he was owing his master some money very small amount of money I mean, very large amount of money, rather. He was owing his master 10,000 talents. And when he came before the master, the man said, look, even if you sell me and my wife and everything that we have, your money will not come out. The master looked at him, had pity upon him, and he forgave him everything. He was owing 10,000 talents, But we are told that this same servant went out and saw somebody that was owing him a hundred pence. I don't even know how comparable they are. And he held that man say, said, ah, I won't let you go. You will die in prison until you pay me my money. The Bible says, because of his unforgiving spirit, Matthew chapter 18 from verse 23 to verse 32, because of his unforgiving spirit, he was sent back to jail. Back to prison. Until he would pay To the the smallest, whatever I was owing. Which means, it's likely that man will die in jail without option of parole. We must thank God because he forgives. He forgives. Very important. The blessing of forgiveness. Number four, we are talking about the fact that we have a father. All these are under that topic. Thank God for the blessing of provision. The blessing of what? We have a father that provides. A father that provides. Matthew chapter 6 verse 26. A father that provides. Matthew 6 verse 26. He said, Behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeded them. Are you not much better than they? Every human being, every and all, is better than the fowls of the air. Remember, you and I are the crown of God's uh, creation. No matter how much you have or how much you don't have, when you wake up in the morning, in this season of Thanksgiving, do what? Say, Father, I thank you for divine provision. I thank you for feeding me. I thank you for providing for me. Because I know I cannot go empty. I cannot go unfed. You know what it says in Matthew, that's in Matthew chapter 6? From verse 31 to 33. He says, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or where shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father. Tell somebody my heavenly Father your heavenly Father know that you have need of all these things. Verse 33, very important. But seek ye first. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. What are those things? The food you need, the clothing you need, the job you need, the wife you need, the husband you need, the car you need, the house you need, the promotion you need, all these things shall be added unto you if you lay the right foundation of seeking the kingdom of God. Psalm 24, verse 1, I love that passage very well. It says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Thank God, brethren, for the blessing of divine provision. Psalm 34, verse 10. Psalm 34, verse 10. It says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger. Young lions, they lack. They suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Isn't that what praising God for? Knowing fully well that whatever happens, God will provide for me. If God can provide for the lions, he will do what? He will provide for me. It's very important, brethren, that you are able to thank God for His provision, for divine provision. I was listening to the story of uh, of someone, I don't remember how the story went again, but the key thing was, he said, when they were growing up, there were days they had nothing in their house, no food, but their mother would set the table. We'll prepare everybody's plate for him. We'll tell the children to sit down, and they will begin to thank God for the food He has provided. And he said, not once, not twice. By the time they finish praying, what happens? There will be a knock on the door. Food has come, or it might be somebody coming in from the back. Food has come. A story is told about that. That man, I don't remember his name, in in, in England, who who, who, who had an orphanage with thousands of children. George Muller. He never did a fundraising. He never went begging anybody to give him food. He always sought for food for these children. Where? On his knees. On his knees. There's a particular story we were told. One day, there was no food in the orphanage. It wasn't just him, he could say he would fast. There were children everywhere. No food. And he went on his knees. And a vehicle that was carrying bread was passing in front of the orphanage and what happened to the vehicle? It broke down. It broke down. You know, there are some times that our vehicles break down that it's not, be- it's not for mechanical reasons. It's for spiritual reasons. There are times your, vehicle, your car will not start because if that car starts, it will be danger at the end of the day. It will be a bad story. And God knows. And he knows he needs your attention. If only he could tell you don't go out. But he knows the way you are, you won't even hear, Even if he's talking. So no matter what you do, change the oil, change the ignition, change the key, change the engine. If you can do it within 30 minutes, what will happen to the car? It won't start. That was what happened to that vehicle. The vehicle broke down. By the time they fixed the vehicle, it was late for where they were taking the bread to. Because it will get them. So, what happens? They looked around. They saw they were in front of an orphanage. All the bread in the vehicle. Where did it end? In the orphanage. It was more than the food for that day. That is divine provision. God will provide for you. Amen. But you must every moment give thanks to God for divine provision. Haggai chapter 2, verse 8. Haggai chapter 2 verse 8. It says, the silver is mine. The gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. He owns the silver, he owns the gold. But that's not all. In Psalm 50 verse 10. Psalm fifty He said, every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. They are mine, says the Lord of hosts. We must thank God for the blessing of of provision. Brethren, he never fails. So long as he made you, so long as you are his child, he will provide for you. Amen. I'm telling someone here today he will provide for you. Amen. I say he will provide for you. Luck will become a thing of the past. Luck will become a testimony. Amen. You will look back and say, you know, like that blind man says, one thing I know, no. once I was blind, but what? what one day you will say, one thing I know, once I was hungry. But now, there's no space in the freezer. There's no space in the fridge. In fact, maybe we need to test our people. Please don't give us food again. It's a testimony to the goodness and faithfulness of God. Number five. Uh, maybe we'll stop there. Number five. The blessings of purging. Thank God for the blessings of purging. Brethren, the father purges. You know what the Bible says? Whom the father loves, he does what? Yes, he chastises. If he doesn't chastise you again, when you go astray, he has abandoned you. God will not abandon you. Amen. I said, God will not abandon you. Amen. It's very important. The blessings of purging. John chapter 15. John chapter 15 verses 1 to 5. John 15, verses 1 to 5. It says, I am the true vine. So there are fake vines. My father is your husband, man. We are still talking about this he said, every branch in me that bear no fruit, he take it away. Every branch that bear no fruit, he does what? He projects it that it may bring forth more fruit. No, we we're discussing this on the school this morning. God expects more of you. Don't rest until you have given him all that you have. Like somebody said, he said, I want to leave this world how? Empty. I've not given everything within me. Whatever book I have to write here or not is useless for them in heaven. Why would I take it there? Whatever grace and ability God has given unto me. You have a car that God can use. You are pampering the car as if it's a human being. God help you. That car is useless where it is. If God can make use of it, and you are hindering it from being of any use to God, when you go, will you go with the car? There are so many other situations. They want to use your house for house fellowship. They want to use your house for house fellowship. They say, ah, uh, uh, they will dirty my rug. <laughs> the Bible says, "What do you have that what yeah. that you were not giving?" Say if you were giving it all, why do you behave as if? You are not given. Says, ab- you says you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you? As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Verse 5, very important. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, this same bringeth forth much food. For without me, you can do how much? Without me, you can do nothing. You must thank God that he has not abandoned you to your own devices. That when you are, when there's a tendency for you to go astray, he brings you back. When you are getting very close to the cliff, he, bring, he pulls you back. The blessings of purging is because the Father loves you. Father loves you. Number six. The blessings of rooting up. Very important. The blessings of what? Rooting up. Rooting up. Matthew chapter 15 verse 13. Matthew 15 verse 13. You know the things we are giving thanks to God for? That's one is very important. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly father had not planted shall be what? It's something you can thank God for every day. That Lord, I thank you. That whatever you have not planted in me will be what? Will be rooted up. Every sickness you have not planted in me, I am thanking you because it will be what? Rooted up. Everything the doctor has said that you have not given me, I am thanking you because it will be what? Rooted up. Every failure that men are throwing at me, which I know you have not given up to me, I am thanking you to be what? Rooted up. Rooted up. Every tenant that is coming to give me hell on earth, I am thanking you because it will be what? Rooted up. Ah, There are some tenants from hell, say you know. And you are a landlord and you want your peace of mind. One day, the tenant will say, ah, thank you, sir, I'm going. I am going because God is at work. God is at work. When you are on fire for God, you get into the into any place that is that, that I mean that that is encircled by the kingdom of darkness. They will give way. They will give way. I'm going to run up there. The story is told of a brother I've shared with us in the church before. Got into a place, an apartment. Every day at 12 midnight, he starts to pray. But he didn't know that his neighbors were witches and all that stuff. His landlord was a witch. I mean, was a wizard. The wife was a witch. And because his brother would start praying unfailingly every night at 12 midnight, which was the time the man's wife was supposed to go for a for for witchcraft meeting, she couldn't fly. She couldn't leave the house and because she was not attending meetings what happened she became sick she started swelling and this brother would not offend anybody in fact the landlord said he was the most uh, what is it humbled human being he has ever met in the morning he would greet them he will make, but they couldn't accommodate him they went to the pastor i said pastor this boy is a member of your church he said so he said i want him out of my house this is the rent he has paid the first the last everything take please tell him to leave my house uh, pastor said but what's the problem and the, the man did not lie he said since the day this brother came into my house or this boy we we'll won't call him brother his wife had not been able to go for a meeting and because of that she's now sick and the man said you mean uh, you are coming to tell me that your wife is a witch? And he said pastor i didn't come for you to preach to me just take your money tell this boy to do what to go to go we are talking about the blessings of rooting up. That's why in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10, when God commissioned Jeremiah, he said, see, Tell to see." he said, I have these days serving over the nations, over the kingdoms, to do what? To root out. To root out. My father himself will root out whatever he has not planted, but then he has given us an assignment, you and I, to go out and do what? Root out. To pull down. To destroy. To throw down. And then to begin to build and to plant. Whatever will not glorify the name of the Lord in your life, I root out today in Jesus' name. Amen. Everything that will tamper with your thanksgiving, I pull down in the name of Jesus. Amen. Everything that is not of God in your life, I destroy in the name of Jesus. Amen. I throw down whatever men are erecting that is contrary to your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I decree into somebody's life it is time to build. I said it is time to plant. Amen. It is time that you become a generational blessing. Amen. Every day remember to give thanks. For who God is, for what he has done for what is doing because he's our father and he will not share us with the devil and so shall it be in our lives in jesus name maybe you are listening to me this morning you've not given your life to jesus <laughs> that's your first point of call you need to give your life to jesus so that you can give so that you can't you know we mentioned thanking god for jesus you can't thank god for jesus when your life is not given unto him If you are not born again, wherever you are, just say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you right now. I yield myself unto you. Come into my life. Come in today. Come in to stay. I want my thanksgiving to be acceptable unto you. Be the Lord of my life. Write my name in the book of life. And from this day onwards, give me a new song. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.